Welcome back to Gale Force Winds Season 3. Gale Force Winds podcast is proudly sponsored by the Newfoundland and Labrador Construction Association. The NLCA provides unparalleled opportunities for its members through industry education, construction information, government advocacy, and networking events. The NLCA is building Newfoundland and Labrador. For more information, visit nlca.ca. Is this on? Come on, man. Ready to go. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Gale Force Wins. Yeah. And, uh, Sorry, I'm trampling on you. Go! <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> yeah. I'm, okay. I'm done trampling on you. Did you want to talk about the weather or anything? Can we no, get that no, out of your system? I'll no, get to that. All right. Welcome it's to another... joke. <laughs> go. Okay. Right? You got it out? I'm quiet. All right. Welcome to another edition of Gale Force Winds, and what an exciting time we are having out here in Placentia. Right now we're at the Port of Argentia, and I can tell you there is a lot of cool things happening out here. I'm Alan Dale. With me, as always, my good buddy, Jerry Crew. How are you, Jerry? Pretty good. Sorry about the trampling on your introduction. Uh, usually, Andrew, I give a little weather report. Okay. Some people find it relevant. Alan doesn't. But <laughs> I give it anyway. Uh, it's pretty cold out there today, though, Alan. The drive was uh, something else, eh? <laughs> and it's July. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and introduce <laughs> yourself? Yeah, well, my name is Andrew Shorts. I'm right now serving as the Chief Operating Officer for Integrated Logistics. Uh, we started the business in 2009, and it's been uh, quite a roller coaster of events, I guess, to today. Uh, I came into the industry through, I guess, uh, some unique experiences. My background, I did a Bachelor of Commerce, MBA. I was uh, working in commercial finance and I was looking for an opportunity to, I guess, get more engaged with a business and, and look for a piece of ownership. And I met some gentlemen that were interested to start a stevedore business. And I thought, well, that's, that's the logical next step in my career, to completely throw down uh, a path in commercial finance <laughs> and uh, buy some coveralls and get down in the <laughs> hole. A bit of a pivot. Yeah, a little bit of a pivot, that's for sure. But uh, sometimes in life, you got to shake it up in order to keep it exciting. So uh, the, the first few years, I will say, we, we may have had, you know, a limited number of customers and projects, but our financial statements were in tip-top shape, <laughs> I can guarantee you. I certainly brought all those skills to my past life. Yeah. So how, how did they, so you, you joined the company 10-odd years ago, was it? Yeah, so really started the company. So okay. there was, uh, I had two partners at the time, Newfoundlanders, yeah. uh, Bruce and Monty Dyke, and they had the concept to form with another company, uh, Quebec Stevedoring Limited, who today um, are still involved in the company and are in like 64 marine terminals all throughout North America. Uh, they're growing into uh, rail distribution, uh, trucking, logistics. So really uh, a significant business partner to have for us yeah. in Integrate Logistics and, and brings a lot of depth to what we can do. Right. And of course them having uh, local partners on the ground here means that uh, you know, they have very good connections to the traditional business community and a very good buy-in. And in many ways, we've been able to leverage that into further opportunities. Um, in about 2014, we started integrated Nuatsiavut Logistics, and that's our indigenous um, arm of integrated logistics, 
where we are partnered with Nuatiava group of companies. Okay. So we do a lot of interesting work in Labrador, uh, in Voises Bay. Um, we've done Flotel projects, all types of heavy lift logistics and marine transportation connections. Wow. So, yeah. So it's it's been a, it's been a real big learning experience for me. Obviously, <laughs> where my background was. Uh, I was with the Business Development Bank. I spent a lot of time meeting entrepreneurs, trying to learn about their business, figure out how I could help. But I was really always interested in the process. Um, and the process is a lot more demanding, I guess, than just about hearing about those tales. I, I always had a desire to, to get you know, more engrossed in an operation. And, and, and this was that opportunity. And, and it's been a, an amazing journey. Well, I started as the first real employee of the company, right? I was, yeah. I was number one. I was the chief, uh, oh, sorry, first title was general manager. I was general manager of one, which is a very, <laughs> very prestigious position. Did you have any arguments with yourself? I was very hard <laughs> on myself. Did, eh? uh, yeah, still sometimes a little bit too hard on myself. But uh, I get that. Uh, yeah, no, it's been great. We've met a, a lot of good people. Uh, the first place we set up was here in Argentia. It was okay. the first place we had a marine terminal. I had a previous connection to uh, the Argentia area when I was doing my Bachelor of Commerce. A good friend of mine, Terry Green, who's from the Pacentia area. So we were doing a course for economic redevelopment. Yeah. And he came to me and he said, I just did a work term with the port of Argentia. He said, it's an ice-free port, deep, you know, good navigational uh, aids. Uh, accessible all year round. They're gonna they're gonna restructure this from being an old American base into you know the next economic hub. And I remember thinking like I have no interest in this whatsoever. And he said, Well, I already have all of the papers and research done. So really, we just got to reformat it and submit it for our academic paper. And I was keenly interested. I was gonna at say that point, <laughs> he had me hooked. Like we had the whole course was was pretty much in our hands. But it was so interesting in life. You know we. We, we did that course, uh, we passed in a report on the port, yeah. and it kind of goes out of my mind completely. And then like 12 years later, I get, get the opportunity to actually start to, to work in the marine industry. And of course, where do we choose to set up our first location was, was here in Argentia. So I came down and I met with the, uh, with the CEO at the time and uh, really struggled to try to remember everything we submitted in the paper to kind of let him know that I was fully engaged <laughs> in the port. I knew the place inside Didn't have a out. copy of the paper Didn't, anymore. I didn't bring a copy of the paper, but, uh, but Harvey Breton was there and uh, we had interviewed him for that paper. So, so yeah, life's funny. Uh, so uh, tell us about your footprint here now in Argentia. Well, how mm. big's company and, and what are you doing? So I guess in Argentia, we started renting a, uh, a parcel uh, near the port. So as you can imagine, our core competency is stevedoring. So you know, we, are, we organize the teams to go on the vessels and get the cargo off. Mm -hmm. We've taken that core competency and we'll go as far into a customer supply chain as they see us create value. So for some customers, that's still very traditional. You know, take our cargo out, uh, put it on our truck, and then we'll take it to the warehouse. Uh, for some customers, they ask for additional services, like now we're doing uh, some processing work here in the port uh, for, for customers. Um, just, to, just up the bay a little bit further, we have the site services contract uh, in Long Harbor, so we've got about 70 people engaged there. And then in our indigenous business, we have uh, tug and barge contracts for in support of Valet's underground project. Okay. And so I would say in the summertime, 
Uh, we're probably around 140 people, you know, working across the province. Wow. And what's great is when we started here in Placentia, today we've got people from Placentia working on our operation here in the port, working with us in, in Long Harbor, and we have people as far north as Voise Bay today and wow. engaged in the services we provide. So, Andrew, yeah. that's amazing. You're, you yeah. must feel pretty proud to have that many people employed and those families and just, you know, the, the economic fabric of Newfoundland is being um, yeah. helped by that. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it is... Uh, it, it, we are proud of it. There, there's no doubt about it. We're proud of the connections we make, and you know the thing I, I take the most pleasure out of is is when we meet people you know younger in their career, and you know a lot of people will come and, and try what we do uh, for a short period of time. Maybe they'll come for you know a single port call. Uh, maybe they're you know laid off from another job. They don't really know what stevedoring is because unless you did it or you know have a great uh, background in the Navy, like you gentlemen, uh, not a lot of people understand the uh, the marine logistics world. So then they, you know, become a little bit more engaged in it. They like it, and then they, you know, turn into junior supervisors, supervisors. Then we got them, you know, running jobs in other locations. So it really is, uh, it really is a pleasure for us to be able to sit back and and see people progress through the organization, and you know. And, and grow themselves and, and see where, where that leads them, right? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we've heard a lot of exciting projects that are on the horizon for this port, and mm -hmm. in Newfoundland, largely. You know, what, what do you, where do you see yourself fitting into all of those big projects on the horizon? Well, um, as long as it comes over the dock, I think we've, we've got a pretty good chance of uh, being able to, to provide some solutions and get involved. Um, here in the port this past year, uh, we just uh, purchased a warehouse and renovated it. So now we've got uh, a chemical handling facility here where we're bringing in somewhere around 50,000 metric tons of lime uh, for, for the Long Harbor plant. So that then uh, basically we're changing the packaging, the cut rides in bulk bags, we load it into tanker trucks and then make sure that those tanker trucks arrive on time at the Long Harbor site. We're starting to move into some other similar chemical type handling here and uh, we're really excited by, by the entire future. When we came here the first time and we, and we drove the lands, uh, we were very fortunate we had the, the founder of, of QSL was able to come with us. I mean, this gentleman's grown in the 64 Marine Terminals, and he got out of the truck and he looked around. <laughs> and he said, "We got to be here." Uh, right? I, I don't know. He said when this place is going to boom, but he said there's just too much potential here for this place not to take off. So mm -hmm. we have to be here. It's interesting, you know. We've heard this theme, Alan, where you bring people in. We're here, and sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees. But you bring someone like that in, yeah. he's like. Andrew, we got to be we here. We got to be here. I mean, if w one of the things most unique about Argentia is the amount of uh, marine infrastructure so distant from from bedrooms, uh, from communities. I mean, right. you know, humanity has always gravitated towards the ports, and then we built our homes around the ports, yeah. and then at some point, there's always a level of you know clash of yep. you know heavy industrial activity. Mm -hmm. But this is the port I want to, you know, look out yeah. over in the evening and, and maybe, you know, relax for a little bit or, you know, Sunday morning I want to have a coffee and look out over the port. I don't necessarily want to be engaged with all that activity. Then tourism comes and, you know, hotel infrastructure, restaurants. But it's very rare to find, I mean, this 
vast amount of land yeah. uh, with such good infrastructure already, but I mean the potential to continue to add, to expand into Cooper's Cove, yeah. uh, and then still have no fear of you know, interrupting you know, s someone's evening. Right. I mean, this really is an amazing economic hub yet to be potentially, let to be, to be developed to its full potential. Well, you know, you're the first one uh, that has described it in that way, and yeah. and thank you for that because you're right. Uh, oftentimes, there is a a clash or a tension between the urbanization or of a, of a port and the industrial complex that's surrounding it, and yeah. all of those challenges that they face. But here, you got lots of room to grow. Yeah, <laughs> you've got a lot of space to have it all in one spot. Yeah. yeah, and the industry's developed to be able to afford that, if you will. Mm -hmm. If you, uh, you know, we spent some time traveling in Norway, and a very similar story. A lot of fishing communities, uh, and then they developed their their oil and gas fields. And for the first few seasons, the oil companies would only commit to so much activity. So the request for infrastructure came to the existing sites. Right. And then that increased and that increased. But then industry is mature to the point where they'll say, we will look for a 15, 20-year solution. And then they start to you know, think outside the box, outside that traditional hub. Yeah. I mean, Newfoundland has always been a, a major player, in my mind, in the uh, energy sector. Uh, I, I tell my friends that you know in the 1800s we were still in the energy sector. We had uh, 20 whaling stations. We had 11 factories. That by uh, I think it was 1904 we produced 1.5 million gallons of whale oil. Yeah. Now that's not necessarily you know the most environmentally mm -hmm. energy choice of today, but that was for all the lighting lamps of Europe, and that was our first play into the energy sector. Each one of those ports. A whaling station, yes, but it was a supply base. Yeah. Right. And then we had a, 11 sites that were processing you know, this resource into fuel. And today, with petroleum base, and now we're going to learn to capture the wind and the rain uh, for the next great wave of energy. I, I just think it's, it's an amazing time to be in this sector, in Newfoundland, Labrador. You know, remember our heritage, remember how long we've been at that. and. Uh, when you, were, when you were starting your business, uh, did you ever think you might have the opportunity to move a 2,800-ton monopile? <laughs> well, and 56 of them, to be uh, exact. The very first thing that I remember picking up was uh, an 80-ton ship that was on the deck of another ship. And let me tell you that that was nerve-wracking for the first lift. There's always moments <laughs> in, in all of these jobs in heavy logistics uh, I always call it the pucker moment where you kind of tense up a yep. little bit and say, you know, this has been engineered, this has been planned, <laughs> this is all analyzed, and now we have to do it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be an exciting day for sure. Uh, you know, our friends at Mammoth are, are working hard with, the, with Bosk Alice to make that happen. We're very fortunate. We've been uh, working with Mammoth in our indigenous business for many years in yep. Labrador. And we're, we're really pleased to see him have a project of that size here in the port. So oh, wow. It's going to be exciting. It must be a fun time to be in integrated logistics in Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it is. <laughs> That's the first time I said that on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> Say it as much as you we want. We had no idea what you did prior to <laughs> you sitting down, so hopefully yeah. we've enlightened a few people. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it is very interesting. I mean... We've been engaged in almost every major project since we started, every mega project. There is no large-scale industrial project in Newfoundland that doesn't have to consider some element of marine logistics. 
to you know get their cargo here or potentially get their finished products back out again. Right. And and you look at these you know mega projects, they're bringing so much more than our than our standard supply chain generally would handle, or they're yeah. making such large purchases that you know they really are looking to you know specialized companies to pitch in and make that happen. And then we just get in there and we start, you know, looking at the other things they're doing, trying to find other ways to add value. And uh, like, f for example, here we were handling lime for a number of years, and we got the chance to to study that process. And uh, we changed the technology and the tools we use, and we have pretty much a dustless handling of of lime, which is very difficult to do. It improves the health and safety of everyone in the community, and most importantly, our workers that are that are in that environment every day. So, you know, we don't always understand or, or don't always recognize maybe you know the role that logistics plays you know every day in our lives. But it really is an interesting field for me. I mean, I get to study you know, how many units of of a type of cargo is coming in, you know, and you get to do almost like time trials and figure, okay, I want to make a lift every six or seven minutes. And now, if I'm going to do that, now what resources do I need here for that to happen? Then I want to make sure that I get that lift away from the side of the ship every six or seven minutes. So what do we need for that? And then that truck needs to come back or that forklift needs to come back. So we did a project in, uh, in Bull Arm where they asked us to provide logistics for a camp project. So the first round of that, we you know took all the camps off the ship, took them to lay down, we cataloged everything, and then we we helped uh, with the crane installations on the foundations, and I felt really good about that. And um, then our Norwegian partner came back and a uh, client and asked us to you know twist the thinking a little bit. He said, "Can you go from the ship directly to the foundation without going to lay down?" So that really kind of shook things up because the first process took us like four weeks. Yeah. And the second process, uh, what I had to do was kind of break the whole entire job down into 15-minute intervals, right? So we had all these workstations set up to the site. And uh, the idea was, you know, if, if this process was 10 minutes, well, you only got 10 minutes, then you had to move on to maybe a station where carpenters mm -hmm. were fitting out the thing with trim and, and on and on and on. Uh, you know, the first day we uh, we got eight units off the boat and onto the foundation, which is not successful in our business. But uh, you know, we felt that the first day everybody had to learn what right. their steps and process were. Yeah. We went back in. We had a real, you know, positive, energetic toolbox talk with everyone the next morning. And the next day, the ship captain said to me, "Ah, so you've decided to take it to lay down? You have 55 units?" I said, "No, captain." Like. Right there, that's that's the building going together, and he was amazed, and wow. it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a it was a lot of study and focus. But if you're not excited by that, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Maybe you should be doing something else. <laughs> do you? Uh, <laughs> that, I mean, that's a great story. Okay. Do you? Uh, do you ever go back to the business school? Talk to the students about this kind of stuff. I mean, well, that story—that's gold, right? Yeah. I mean, my uh, my daughter is in business school now, yeah. and uh, she doesn't want to see you there. Maybe a She's in her second year. Yeah, she's in my her second year. My son's in his first year. Yeah, they yeah. may cross paths. They, they may cross <laughs> paths. Absolutely. Uh, it hasn't come up for me. I've been so focused on. Uh, the responsibilities to the business. Yeah. I haven't really right. had a lot of extra time. Sure, I do sure. do some volunteering at the YMCA. I, you know, still engage in some areas yeah. of the community. But 
uh, it was difficult <laughs> for me to be here. Yeah. I think I sent you a text just prior saying, oh, looks like we'll reschedule. Cause, oh, yeah. You know, the, we made you uh, wait for you, half an you hour. You made me wait for half <laughs> an hour. Sorry about that. That's okay. That's okay. So, I uh, really appreciate it. Jerry, your thoughts? I'm just blown away. Uh, you know, you, you sound, you did a business degree, right? Not an yeah. engineering degree, yeah, but you have degree, an engineering yeah. bent, obviously. A little bit. Uh, the rules of mathematics apply to everyone, Jerry, yeah. and this also came up on the same project because they asked for our rigging design. So I had done the rigging design and I, you know, spent a lot of time with, you know, masterful riggers and people that do engineering rigging. So I'd done one up and, uh, you know, if, if, the, if the angle measurement was 59 degrees, I put it in as 59, not 60, which yeah. would be a standard angle to use. And <laughs> the young engineer took it and came out two hours later and he said, you know, this is really good. This is very accurate. Could you please put your stamp on it so that we can allow the work to continue? I said, well, I don't know if there's a stamp for MBA, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> So then he had one of those pucker moments. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. And went back and double-checked it off. It was Listen, I really enjoyed it. I, as, as you're talking, I think, you know, the logistics of taking things off a ship. Mm. We had you late because we had the logistics of scheduling people and yeah. people talking longer and yeah. all that. So yeah. it's like that logistical piece, what mm. you do is even more challenging. But mm. uh, thank you, just thank you uh, immensely for being here and sharing what you do. Mm. And, this is such an incredible place, and mm -hmm. that's why we're here. We want the province to know that there's incredible uh, economic opportunity. Absolutely. So let's all get after it. Yeah, 100%. Two, two last questions, Andrew. Uh, I guess if I could ask you, what's Port of Argentia mean to you? What's it mean to your company? Well, I mean, it's always going to have a special place for us. It was, it's ground zero for Integrated Logistics. It's, it's the first place that uh, we got the right to hang out a shingle. As I said earlier, uh, the employee base that, that we've, we've met in the surrounding area travels with us to, to all of our work. Uh, and, and then having that uh, connection uh, to the place uh, with friends from university uh, is very nice. I myself am from Airport Heights before Airport Heights was part of St. John's, so my friends tease me and say, how does a guy from a community with no touch to the water whatsoever end up in marine logistics. So for me, this is, this is our marine home. Right. So it's, it's great to be here, absolutely. And I guess the final question, and that's the toughest one I think of the day, <laughs> uh, do you remember what mark you got on that uh, economic <laughs> regional development course? I know, I can tell I know you that 65 was considered a pass, so anything above that was worth celebrating at the time. I'm gonna tell you, because if you didn't get 100, man, that guy's gotta rethink the course. <laughs> Because <laughs> you made it successful. Yeah. Thanks, thanks very so much. much. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Gale Force Winds. That's Gale Force Winds, W I N S dot com.